Welcome Pastor Todd this morning. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the house this morning. What an honor it is to be back with you guys today. Being away for 10 days, I felt like I've been away for an eternity. I don't like to be away from my church family. Ah, you look amazing. I want to welcome all of those that are watching online, many of our church family. They're traveling, they're on the road, taking much needed vacation. Uh, let's welcome them one more time. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I want you to go in your Bibles to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1 and also Romans chapter 1 uh, today, if you would, uh, please. Acts chapter 1, Romans chapter 1. Very important um, day today. This is week 291 of the North Georgia Revival. And I want to let you know that on week 300, our church is going to take a very special love offering uh, for spe uh, specific ministries that are doing the work and getting the work done. Um, I would love for us to take up a $300,000 offering to go to missions. I... I don't know if I'm in the right church. Did I just, I don't know. I, maybe we're still on mountain time or something. I don't know. I'm going to say that because I know it's a little shock to you. But on the 300th week of the North Georgia Revival, I would like for 300 of us to walk into this building with $1,000 apiece. There, there's a work in Africa we need to support. There's work in Honduras we need to support. There are people in this country doing the kingdom work that need some support. There's a jail ministry that needs some support. I would like on the 300th week of the North Georgia Revival that 300 of us would walk into this room with a $1,000 gift, not, not, not your tithe, but above your tithe as a mission gift that will go to missions over throughout America and throughout the world. Now, two weeks ago, we raised $23,000 just like that in a heartbeat for the churches that were burned in Pakistan. That pastor will be receiving that money in the next few days. Can you imagine what God's going to do when 300 of us walk into this room with a $1,000 seed, not to add to the building, not to bless this ministry, but to bless others? And the kingdom of God and the work that's going on around the world. Can you imagine the heaven that's going to open up above your life and over, over this church? Can somebody give God glory right now? So just be uh, anticipating that. Um, 
And I'm praying, no, just do it. Amen. That's right. We'll That's drop five right. grand on a vacation in a heartbeat. I, I got. I, I don't want to make you mad before I get in in the words. So just pray into it if you. Will. I know that it's going to be great. All right, it's going to be powerful. Yeah, in Jesus' name. I want you to look at Acts chapter one. The title of my message today is "Like the Dynamite." Touch somebody and say, "Like the dynamite." Acts chapter one, verse eight. The Bible says. Mm. But you shall receive power. That word power is dunamis, where we get our English word dynamite. You shall receive dynamite power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Touch somebody and say, it's time to light the dynamite. <laughs> Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the dynamite of God. It's the same Greek word, dunamis. That is used in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 to describe the power that will come to you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we have two usages of the word power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power, the dynamite of God to salvation to everyone who believes. I believe it is time for the church to light the dynamite. I'm going to say it again. It is time for the church to light the dynamite. Now, I'm going to share with you this morning a very um, encouraging, exciting, applicable word. But I'm going to go ahead and ruffle the devil's dandruff from the very beginning. All right. I'm going to talk about the subject and I know this may make some of us uncomfortable, but the topic of tongues today. Now, I need you to stand to your feet because I am going to, for the first 10 minutes, fly into a headwind, but it's going to flip, Pastor Jerry, in about 15 minutes, and there's going to be this incredible tailwind. And all of us in this room are going to be swept up under and into, I should say, the current of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we are all going to speak in tongues. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. And I know, I know there may be some in here that, that think, well, I am in trouble because I don't, one may not even believe in that. To have no intention of doing that. You're just in the vicinity of a spiritual bomb that's about to explode in this place. But just be at ease, all right? The Holy Spirit's going to get all over you today. 
You know, we, I, we, we hear all the time that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Well, not necessarily. You can't find that at all in the Bible. I know we, we think that he's gentle and all of that, and at times he is, but there are certain times that he's just like, ask, ask the apostle Paul, gets thrown down off of a horse or whatever, blindness comes upon him, scales upon his eyes, can't see for a couple days, can't eat for a couple days, in complete, complete confusion of what happened to him. All he knew was he was on his way to kill Christians, and the next thing, God falls all over it. All right, and wrecks his world. All right, I just want you to be prepared to be wrecked. Are you ready for that? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, let's say, come on, go ahead and shout, I'm ready. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm ready. All right, you may be seated. Um, <laughs> I just want you to know Satan hates speaking in tongues. Now, I'm the individual that used to mock it, make fun of it, um, didn't have anything to do with it. I, I, I was cynical about it, skeptical. It was just not a good thing. And so I feel your nervousness today. I do. I feel your nervousness. But I promise you, you're going to be all right. You'll live to eat in just a few moments. But I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to hit this really hard, and I'm going to push up against a, a headwind, but I, wanna, I just want you to know the devil hates it, and I'm happy that he hates it. Yeah. I, I, feel really, I feel really good that he hates it. I'm glad he hates it, and because he hates it, I'm just going to do it the more. Yes, yes. Now. I'm going to give you a few truths that I want you to write down at the beginning. And as you're reading them, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Acts, Romans, then 1 Corinthians. So just go to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14. And I, I want to unload this one on you first. It's going to come up on the screen. Take a look at it. Uh, here's truth number one. Speaking and praying in tongues is the most effective way to pray. Okay. Now you're going to get in this classroom really quick, Okay. Speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit, is the most effective way to pray. If it wasn't, then why would God suggest it or even encourage it? Right? Why would he waste our time with wanting us to do something that he did not think would be a better way. Do you hear what I'm saying? We pray, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, when we pray in tongues, when you and I pray in tongues, we pray God's perfect will every time and the devil doesn't understand it. It's like a secret code. Now, for many of you who may not understand this or know this, but in World War II, um, the United States government, government hired uh, Navajo and Comanche Indians to communicate to our officers 
and different platoons across the war arena because the Germans and all the others and the Japanese were intercepting our language. They were hearing our communications. So we had to develop a secret code in order for us to tell our troops what to do so that they can remain in secret and maneuver in secret. So the United States government hired Navajo Indians and Comanche Indians and said, you're gonna develop this code because we know that the Germans do not know Navajo. Come on now. And so they were able to communicate and were very successful. Now what I'm wanting you to understand today the devil knows languages. I mean, how many of you know he talks to us in English? He talks to people in German. He talks to them in Spanish, Chinese, Telugu. I mean, he, t- he knows all the languages. But when we pray in tongues, we literally pray in a divine supernatural language that God gives to us. And the devil cannot decipher what we're saying, so he is in the dark. Come on now, somebody. All right, number two, write this down. When you and I pray in tongues, we build ourselves up spiritually, all right? Not just physically, but spiritually. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. I want, I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. The Bible says, he who speaks in a tongue does what? Edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Verse 5. I wish, how many of you spoke in tongues? No, no, no. I wish, let's make sure we're all good. I wish, how many of you spoke in tongues? I wish that all of you spoke in tongues. Now, if you are a Christian, Paul's desire for you is to speak in tongues. He says, I wish you all spoke in tongues. But the Word of God teaches us, and in other places, especially in the book of Jude, That when we pray in tongues, we are actually building ourselves up in our most holy faith. We are edifying, not our physical nature alone, but mostly our spiritual man. Talk to me. We are literally building our man, our spirit man's muscles. Mm -hmm. When you pray in tongues, you are prepping your spirit. Now watch this to be able to receive divine promptings by God. I'm gonna say it again. When I pray consistently in the Holy Spirit, in tongues, I am literally prepping my, my spirit man and my spirit ears to be able to be sensitive to divine promptings. Also, in addition, I am prepping my spirit to be able to operate in divine power. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, this is one of the reasons that the devil hates praying in the Holy Ghost. He wants to keep you in the natural so that you literally, the only way that you can hear God is through natural ears. That's right. That's right. 
But when you engage your spirit man, praying in the Holy Spirit, in this supernatural divine language, it is your spirit man that takes the first, listen, that takes the driver's seat, if you will. It is the lead man. It is the person that is out in front of you. You're able to hear what the voice of God is saying to your inner man. And then you're able to operate in the Holy Spirit more easily. Am I helping anybody right now? When you pray in tongues, you are literally warring as well in the spirit. You sow to the spirit. I love this. When I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is actually praying through me and for me. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. When I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is praying through me and for me. The Bible says we ask amiss a lot of times when we ask in English. He says you have not because you ask not, but many of you don't receive because you ask amiss. In other words, there are things that we need out there. There are things that we, that we want. And, and we ask the Lord and, and we wonder why we're not receiving it. And God says because it's not the best thing for you. You're asking amiss. You're, he even says in the book of James, you're asking so that you may have it to service your own physical lust and desires. But here's what the Spirit of God does. I don't know if you've ever heard in the music arena, in, in, in some places called auto-tune, that there can be someone really off-key that really can't sing, okay? But yet you can click a button that all of a sudden, it keeps them in pitch and on tune. So someone that is not a good singer can actually come across as being somewhat a good singer. This is a lot of things that you're watching and seeing on YouTube, all right? They got auto-tune. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they may be what we would call pitchy. Out of tune. Can't keep a note. Sort of like me. All of those things. But you can click on auto-tune and it keeps them in a range that you can't discern with your natural ear that they're missing notes. Yeah, that's right. Now what the Holy Spirit does in the spirit arena is like auto-tune. I mess it up so much in English. The Lord says, I got to send them a helper. Doesn't he call in John chapter 16, the Holy Spirit, a helper? Oh, yes. Okay, we always think to help me get through the day, help me get pay my bills, help me stay out of trouble. But what about the Holy Spirit being a helper to help us pray? Yes. Yes. That because we're so out of tune sometimes with the Lord and what we ask for the Lord, he said, just, just, just stop it. Just, just stop this English thing. Switch over and pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'll keep things between the ditches. All right. Just yield your spirit and let me, let me pray through you. And as I pray through you, I'm going to be praying for you. 98% of my prayer life, 98% of my prayer life is in tongues. I have learned that I have messed more prayer things up 
that I would really like to admit, just being completely honest with you. I'm just like, I'm all over the place. I can't stay focused. I can't stay on task. I get, I get, I get distracted. I get, I get my motive, motives get all messed up. Then I start telling God what he needs to do and how he needs to do it. And then I get mad at somebody over here in the natural and I start praying in the bad spirit. Am I the only one like that? And I know, I know, I know, I know the Lord is thinking, you know, he's like, he's got his hands on the table going. That's right. Hush. Flip the switch. Just flip the switch. Take your tongue and disconnect it from your head. And, but take your tongue and connect it to your spirit and begin to let me. I wish I had somebody in here that understood what I was talking about. Now watch this. This is huge. This is absolutely. Huh. Now, the Holy Spirit is praying through you and at times for you. And then you're going to receive instruction. Now watch this. And power to break through. When I pray in the Spirit, 98% of my prayer times in tongues, I've already said that. And people ask me, well, how do you know that things are being answered? I just see good stuff. Yes. Oh, yes. I just see some really cool stuff happening around me. Amen. Right? Yes. Now, it doesn't mean that I am completely brain locked when it comes to in what I can pray for. Let's say, for instance, Pastor Marty is going on a mission trip. I don't know what he's facing. I don't know where he is at that time. I don't know if he's in a cab. I don't know what's going on in his world. But the Spirit of God knows all things. Now watch this. I can have him in my mind and focus my spirit praying for him in the Holy Ghost. I may have an impression that Karen may be in danger or someone coming to the service that may be out of sorts in a particular way. And the Lord says, I need you to pray for that. Well, the Lord, I don't know how to pray for that. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to, I don't know how to ask you for that. And he says, that's fine. I don't need you to, but I just need your voice. I need your spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to pray through you, but I just need you to pray. And there'll be times that we'll have an impression. Anybody who's ever had an impression, you have a, a, a feeling that something's not right. It's at that moment you go, what do I pray for? Well, you can say, Lord, just bless everybody in the earth. No, Lord needs you to be specific. There are reasons that we get up at 2.30 in the morning that all of a sudden we're awakened. And it's not because we had something arrive for dinner. It may be just the Holy Spirit saying, I need your voice. I, I need you to pray. And you wake up, Lord, what do I need to pray for? Just flip the switch and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness in this house today? Now, if, if more of us... oh. If more of us prayed in the Holy Spirit, 70 to 80 to 90% of our prayer life, we would stop looking for our breakthroughs. Amen. Our breakthroughs would just simply be a direct result. Okay, okay. Now, now listen to me, listen to me. Stop looking for your breakthrough and start breaking through. 
stop it. Listen, stop looking for your breakthrough and just start breaking through. How do I break through? I mow obstacles down by praying in the Holy Ghost. I overcome depression and anxiety by praying in the Holy Ghost. I overcome pornography and addictions to math and all the other things by praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm looking for some man to zap and tap and chill and thrill me to give me some carpet time so I can get an immediate breakthrough. What are you going to do when you get back up off the carpet? Stop looking for your breakthrough and start breaking through. Come on, stand back to your feet. Stand back to your feet. I need you to catch that this morning. I don't need you to be sleeping on me. I need you to break through by praying in the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands all across the room right now. Father, I thank you that in this house, Lord Jesus, that the devil has done picked on the wrong people, the wrong environment. We thank you, Lord, that we are releasing literally a thousand, a thousand individuals here and online that are going to be released to pray in the Holy Spirit, God. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that the Holy Ghost is coming in power and in influence and in splendor in this place. And everybody said amen and amen. Give your neighbor a high five. Sit back down. Now watch this. Number three, write it down. I'm, I'm going quick as I can. When you and I pray in tongues, we are engaging in the fiercest realm of spiritual warfare when we consistently pray in tongues. Catch that. We are engaging in the fiercest realm of spiritual warfare when we consistently pray in tongues. How do we defeat the devil? We overcoming by the blood of the lamb. We overcoming with the word of our testimony. We overcoming by unity and loving one another and fellowship. But we also overcome him by simply standing our ground and praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Come on now, somebody. When you and I as a church family get together and we pray, and I'm telling you, like last night, right around 100 people gathered here on a Saturday night. Woo! I'm telling you, we, we, listen, we, we scub-knobbed the devil's head. I'm telling you, we throat-punched him last night. He got, he got a full dose of the Spirit of God coming at him. I'm telling you, when we gather together, it is our fiercest combat. Yes. Yes. Oh, come on now. Somebody talk to me in this place. This is the reason the devil hates it. Because we can all come together at a prayer meeting with eight or nine things on our prayer list. Would you pray for this? Would you pray for that? Would you pray this? And, but God says, come together and pray in the Spirit. When you get here, pray in the Holy Ghost. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, guess what happens? The supernatural signs and wonders happen in this house. Listen, it is not a coincidence. The more people that we have gathering for prayer, we are seeing greater mm -hmm, propensity of miracles and signs and wonders. When Karen and I got on that plane the other day and flew across that big old body of water, I knew I had behind me, I'm talking about thousands of individuals praying for us. I knew we could not lose. I knew we were going with the full backing of our elders and our staff, our leadership, our executive team. 
and all those around the world that love the North Georgia Revival. I knew that when we put our foot on the ground, we had nothing to worry about. That we were going to go, listen, we weren't... <laughs> We weren't there to take names, bro. We, were, we didn't come just to participate. We came to dominate. We, and, I, and I don't say that in an egotistical sense. I say because I knew that I had tongue-talking believers behind me that would wake up in the middle of the night if need be when God said, get up and pray for your pastor. Hallelujah in this place. Oh, just to make things fun, take a look at this. This is... A text we got just the other day. Uh, our first meeting, I think it was, or our second meeting, such a beautiful and powerful night, I have to testify of his goodness. After recently reaching its peak over the last four years and having to dealing with a lifetime of trauma, PTSD, stress, and a shot nervous system, and adrenaline issues, I was determined and expectant to get healed. Last night, as I came out of the water, everything went white, and Jesus said to me audibly, you are healed. I love this one. Nice meeting you, Pat. Pat evidently shared me the, the text. My seven-year-old daughter whom you met was born with no hearing in her left ear. She was adamant that she wanted to get immersed on Tuesday night for Jesus to heal her ear. And that he did. She can now hear from both ears. She is so full of joy and said to her mom, now I know God is really, really, really real. Hallelujah. We were in Australia and this couple flew from Fiji with their daughter. First ones in the water. We baptized on the beach. It was absolutely freezing, but they came. He walked all the way to get in that cold, frigid water. We saw over 200 people get born again. We have received reports that the meetings that we had were the largest that these buildings have had in their entire lifetime. There were overflow rooms. They were waiting in the parking lot. They were waiting five and six hours, up to seven hours to encounter Jesus in freezing 65 degree water. I'm telling you, church, listen to me. This did not take place simply because we decided to come and pray for a few prayer meetings. No, we have given ourselves to the work of the kingdom of God. And that this congregation in this church has said, we're going to carry the mantle. And we'll do whatever it takes so that the world, look at there, so that the world can know. They were lying to the very front, sitting. I could not walk. It was one of the most amazing seasons of my life to see what God was doing in another continent. Praying in tongues is important. I said it's important. 
I'm going to say it again. It is important. Praying in the Holy Spirit cannot be one of those. Let me just take it if I want it. Wherever you are on the spectrum of praying in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to adamantly encourage you. If you pray 10% of your prayer time in tongues, or if you pray once a day in tongues, or once a week, we've got to amp that up. I'm talking about substantially. We've got to amp it up. There's a lot at stake around you that your natural mind and my natural mind cannot comprehend and does not discern. But the Spirit of God knows all things, and He's given us the supernatural ability to talk to Him in the language that He understands. I don't apologize for it. I don't back off of it. I'm not going to slow up. I'm not going to shut up about talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. I know it makes sophisticated people upset. I know it makes denominational people uncomfortable. I'm okay with that. All I know is I have seen not dozens or hundreds of people heal, but with my own eyes, I have seen thousands of thousands of people heal. Not because we've been concerned about the religious elite, but we're more concerned about praying in unison with the spirit of the living God. I said, it's time to light the dynamite today. I said, it's time to light the dynamite today. Some of you got dynamite in your hand and your spirit and your wick is wet. It's time to dry that sucker off and light it and let that thing explode on the inside of you. John G. Lake, many of you know about him. John G. Lake, one of God's generals, born in 1870 and died in 1935, was responsible for over one million converts, 625 churches planted through his ministry. In five years, 1,250 pastors were called to the ministry underneath him. He had one of the most amazing healing ministries known to humanity. If you go to Spokane, Washington, it is there that he established what we would call the healing rooms. And in six years, over 100,000 miracles took place. And the United States government during that time declared Spokane, Washington to be the healthiest city in America. Things like this were taking place. Healed through a handkerchief. Ruth Anderson, Holtzfritz, Sweden, healed of hip disease, was unable to walk for one year. Her sister, Mrs. G. Wilson of E2018, 11th Avenue, Spokane, came to the healing rooms with a handkerchief upon which Reverend Lake laid his hands in prayer and in faith. It was sent to her, Miss Anderson, who applied it to her body, and the pains and suffering departed and she perfectly, and she is perfectly healed. I don't know about you, but does this sound familiar to you? And John G. Lake says, I want to talk with the utmost frankness and say that tongues has been the making of my ministry. Kenneth E. Hagen, who founded Rhema, 
said, I have found in my own life a period of more than 60 years. The more I speak in tongues, the more I pray and worship God in tongues, the more manifestation of the other gifts of the spirit I have in my life too. And the less I speak in tongues, the less manifestation of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit I have operating in my life. We want more power in this place. More of us need to pray in the Holy Ghost more often. If we want to see the dead raised in this house, it's not only going to take faith, but it's going to take people beginning to pray in the Holy Ghost like we never prayed in the Holy Ghost before. I'm not backing off of this. Well, you know you're going to run people off. They're uncomfortable with this. I'm not here to run you in. I'm not here to get you in. And if I have to appease you to say certain things to keep you, then I am a derelict of the duties that God has assigned me. I am here to preach this Bible. And I know this Bible at times can be like a hammer. At times, it can be like a salve. At times, it can, it can be like a sword that is sharper than any. I mean, it is two-edged, cutting to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. My job is to preach this word. Woo! Come on, John. Help me here, bro. The more I pray in the Holy Ghost, the bolder I get. The more reckless I get. Now, I'm not talking about being irresponsible. I, I'm talking about I, I, I just don't care a lot. I just, I just like, I got something that the Spirit has deposited in me in prayer, and I got to release it because God says somebody's coming into the building that needs to hear that. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 14. I, I want you to take a, a, a glance at that, if you will. The Amplified Version says it this way. My spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. But my mind is unproductive. Now, guys, pause and just look at that. This is the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament. That by his own hand, dead people were raised. Handkerchiefs were taken from his body. And people were healed and devils left individuals because of the anointing on his life was on that cloth. This is the individual that planted all the churches of the New Testament. Cast out devils, turned, ups, upturned cities upside down. Sorcerers would come and confront him. And he would say a word and they would be incapacitated by the power of God. Paul said it. That when I pray in tongues... My spirit, 
by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But he says, I do not have a clue on what I am saying. This is where people get tripped up because they want to remain in control. That's right. They want to know what's going on. And it's an uncomfortable place to be when out of you something sounds really weird and you, and you don't understand it. You, you sound weird, you look weird, and you give off weird vibes. It's okay, keep going, keep going. But Paul says that when I pray in tongues, he says my spirit prays. When I pray in English, and when you pray in English, your mind prays. Now, give you an example. Lord Jesus, I thank you that tonight the fire of God's going to fall in this place. Now, everything I just said came out of my head, out of my heart, but it went through my head. That's right. My tongue is connected to my head. Got it? Right? Every word I say in a nanosecond is here first, and then it comes out of here. This is why we got to renew our mind, because some bad stuff comes out of our head. Yeah, that's right. Glory. Yeah. All right, now watch this. When I pray in tongues, Paul says, my spirit prays. See, I'm, I'm three-part, right? I'm body, my soul, my mind, I mean my soul, my spirit, my body. I have a spirit. That's the part of me that's, that's, that's born again. My soul is mind, will, and emotions. My mind, will, and emotions. Right? Paul says, when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. So what happens is I have to take my tongue and connect it to my spirit. Because when you say, hey, Pastor Todd, you're really cool. Go ahead and say that. Okay. So that came right out of your head, right? That came out of your head. All right. And so you're talk- when you pray in the spirit, Paul says, my spirit prays. But he says, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. This is so important that Jesus made sure his own mother spoke in tongues. Pull up Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Go ahead in your Bible. Pull it up in the back because I don't think people understand this. This is such an important thing to Jesus that he made sure his own mother spoke in tongues. Y'all okay? I hear people. Not y'all. How's that? Them YouTube people are going to get me. I know on this one. There's that crazy preacher talking about tongues. Pull it up on the screen if you got it back there. If you don't, we'll just turn right there. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. Where were they? They were in the upper room. Who's in the upper room? 
Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. Now go to Acts 2, verse 1 through 4. This is, so, this is such a big deal. Religion has spoiled it for everybody. The reformers have spoiled it for everybody. Cessationists have spoiled it for everybody. Baptists have likely spoiled it for everybody. And I was one, all right? I was one. Still is one. Is that good English? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were how many filled? All. How many were filled? All. All were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with what? Other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Yes. Who was in the upper room? Mary was there. Now, if anybody had a card to have access and a pass, it would be Mary. But Jesus said, I'm leaving you. And you're going to be like everybody else. My spirit's going to come upon you. And Mary, I know that you and I have this special bond. I mean, I, I, mean, I came from within you. And, but when you pray, I'm going to give you a divine ability to talk to me. That in the midst of your grieving and your pain and your struggle and your hurt, out of your spirit, the spirit, my spirit will come and pray through you. Romans 8, 26. Pull that up in the back, if you will. Turn there in your Bibles. This is so important because we don't know how to pray as we ought to. Romans 8, 26 on the screen quickly. Take a look at what it says. Romans 8, 26, it's just a powerful scripture. It's just a beautiful thing. Romans 8, 26. Don't you love the book of Romans? Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Does anybody have a weakness in prayer? Raise your hand. He says he helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we should pray for we, as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I believe out of everybody in this room today, all of us want to pray effectively. And if the Apostle Paul said, I wish you spoke it. If the Apostle Paul says, I don't understand what I'm saying, but when I do pray in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit prays through me. If Mary needed it, every disciple Jesus had needed it. Writer of two-thirds of the New Testament needed it. Everybody in the New Testament that followed Jesus experienced it. How much more 2,000 years removed does Christ's fellowship and the work of God need it in this hour? We all need this. Now listen to me, guys. Let me tell you this. All of y'all are about to pray in the Holy Ghost, right? As I, 
I'm going to say it again, all of y'all. Well, I don't want to make it up. I just want it to be all God. Okay. I love you for saying that. Then that's the perfect candidate. Every time you pray in English, you make it up. That's right. That's right. Talk to me. I know some of you, I don't want it, I want it to be all God. I don't want to make it up. Every time you pray in English, you make it up. It's raining outside. You're pulling into Walmart. What's the prayer that you pray? Oh, God. I need a parking place up front. I don't think that was divinely inspired. I think we just made that up, right? I mean, we did, that just came out of, our, out of our gut. Like thinking, you know, I don't want to get wet. My makeup will run. I just got my hair done. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of made that up. It's not wrong. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, as they spoke, the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. That means that when I give the command of faith in just a moment to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, I don't want you to open your mouth and go, (laughs) waiting on God to take your tongue and to flap it. We don't do that with witnessing. We don't do that with teaching. We don't do that with preaching. We start. And then the Spirit of God will give you the utterance. You're going to light the wick, and I'm telling you, and the dynamite of God is going to go off on the inside of you. I, I, I said the dynamite of God's going to go off on the inside of you. Some of us feel we're unworthy. I'm, I'm not a good person. Well, welcome to the club. You ever thought praying in the Holy Ghost could make you a better person? It could just literally make you a better person. That's right. May keep you out of trouble. May divert a relationship that's going to bring, you know, division or your demise or something. And all of a sudden you've been praying in the Holy Ghost and you wonder why nobody's ever called you. All your friends have walked out on you. I wonder where, well, maybe the Holy Ghost just said, stop it. Or maybe they lost your number. Some of you need boldness. Pray in the Holy Ghost 20 minutes a day. Build up your spirit, man. I've been in the land of down under kangaroos. You ever seen them kangaroos? That's what I want to look like. Y'all know, have y'all seen it? Those pecs on those things like that? I'm talking about, dear God, they lifting weights in the dark or something. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they'll stand up and go, I just want the devil to know I'm coming. Yes! Yes! I'm coming. That's it. Jump on it. Good. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Stand your feet. 
get to choose today how deep you're going to go. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, or over your head. Check this out. This is why you're going to fall in love with it. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning, but by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secret truths, and hidden things. Last night at prayer, I was perfectly fine, Pastor Marty, the whole prayer time. Climbed those steps over there and began to pray. And compassion came on me. I felt the presence of God over the water. And I got attacked. I was going in a place in the spirit, compassion and praying in tongues, knowing that those steps symbolize the other three pools as well. As people are here from all over the country and coming in today, they're going to get in those waters. And, and I prayed. Here's how I prayed. I said, Pastor, listen to this, Pastor Martin. I said, God, would you take their breath away? As they're climbing the steps, would you suck all of the air out of them? And when their feet hit the water, I pray, God, that they die before they get even get into the water. They're dead, in the, symbolically, getting into the water. And then, Lord, you, re, you breathe life into their lungs. You resurrect them in the water. I, I was praying that for just about a minute or two and felt the compassion of the Lord. And, and I got hit. And y'all know the spiritual battle that we've been under physically because I think we're at a different place in prayer. We're at a different ramp. I got dizzy. I almost fainted. My arms got weak. My legs got weak. But up until that point, I was perfectly fine. But I hit a vein in tongues. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not backing down from that. I'm not pulling off of it. The more he messes, the deeper I'm going to go. Do you hear what I'm saying? The more the enemy wants to bring mess to you, to us, to this move of God, I'm telling you, we're going to go deeper. We're going to cry out for more. We're going to weep at the altar. We're going to pray in tongues. We're going to release this prayer language. I thank God I got a supernatural ability on the inside. Every parent, listen to me. The greatest gift God could ever give you is the gift of tongues. We don't know how to pray as we ought to for our wives, our husbands, our children. 
Back in the old days, they used to call it tarrying, tarrying. That you'd stay at the altar until it came. Sometimes people wait an hour, two hours. Stay. Tarry until the Holy Ghost comes. I wouldn't leave here today until I prayed in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to beg for it, but you do have to have faith. You do have to release and activate. Give voice to it loudly. Speak it out. Don't worry about what it sounds like. It may be a, it may be a, a stutter. It may be one syllable. It may be just one little paragraph, or it may be just one word. And you think, well, I'm not getting it. Listen, there's not a child that has ever come out of the womb that learned how to talk perfect English. Nobody understands the gibberish. No one. Other than the mother. Baby sitting at the table. Neighbor comes by. Mother's there. The kid goes, The mother says to the lady that's come by to visit, Hey, would you get him his cup? And the friend goes, how did you know that's what he said? She goes, I just know. She's mine. He knows when we're learning this language, learning this language, learning to pray in the Holy Ghost, releasing more and more and more and more. He understands this. God the Father understands every syllable. Small and much. If you've never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues, when I count to three, I want you to come down here as quick as you possibly can. Come on. One, two, three. Come as quick as you can right now. Come all over the building. Come all over the building. Come right now. Come if that's you. Come right now. Quick. Come, 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 come. Come right here. Come right here. Come. Come on. Yeah. Come on. All over. Yeah, right here. Come on. Bunch them up real tight. Bunch them up real tight. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Come on. Come on. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. I'll wait. I'll wait. I will wait. I will wait. I will wait. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Come on. Thank you, Lord. All right. Okay. Keep coming. Keep coming. Come on. Are there others? I'll wait. I'll wait. I really feel like there's five more. Five more that need to come. I'll wait just about another 30 seconds. If that's you, you just come right now. Come right now. There's one. Come on. I know it's a long walk. Come on, there's two. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank, come on, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. About another 15 seconds. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you. Come on. Yeah. Come on.
Okay. Now, I need, I need you guys, I need a bookend, Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Andy, if you guys would stand on the, that side. Paula Joe, if you'll stand on this end right there, okay? Now, here's the next invitation. Those of us that have prayed in the Spirit at one time, or you thought you have, and yet it's kind of dormant, I'm going to ask you to come, and I want you to stand to the front on that side of Pastors Andy and, and Pastors Jeremy and Andy and Paula Joe over here. If that's you, come right now. Come right now. This is not going to take long. I'm telling you, just come right now. Come right now. If that's you. I have prayed in the Spirit, but it's just kind of dormant. It's not there. I don't, it's not very big. It's not very large. It's not dominant in my life. I want you to come. Come right there. Over to the side over there. Just right there, just Paula Joe, just says, right over here. Thank you, Lord. Right there. Okay. All right. Now, the rest of us, I'm going to give the command of faith in just a moment. And when I give the command of faith to all of you, I'm going to say, be filled the Holy Spirit. And when I say, be filled the Holy Spirit, I want you to flip the switch like you do a light switch. You ever been into a room and you can't find, you don't know where the light switch is and you're trying to find it? But once you find it, it goes from dark to light. You flip the switch, right? And you're going to flip the switch from your head to your spirit. And then you're going to speak out of your spirit, not in English, not in English, just out of your spirit. Give utterance. Just give, just, just give voice to it. Does that make sense? Now watch me. As soon as you do that, your mind's going to want to take back over. You got to keep the switch flipped. You got to keep the switch flipped. Does that make sense? You got to keep it flipped. Your mind's going to say you're making it up. You're crazy. Your parents are going to laugh at you. Your friends are going to think you lost your mind. You're going to get kicked out of your church. All these things. You weren't brought up this way. You got to resist it and keep it right here. Paul says, I'll pray in tongues. My spirit prays. Spirit of God's coming on you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're moving upon us, among us. Even those on the front row, you're going to get a splashover effect in a moment. I'm telling you, just prepare yourself. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a baptism of fire, it's a baptism of tongues. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands, those of you at the front. Say, Jesus, here I am. I need you. I need this ability to pray in the Spirit. I believe it's a gift from you. I will receive today. Say it again. Say, I will receive. I will receive this gift. Mm -hmm. 
I'll never be the same. Say it. Tell the Lord, say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. For my lack of unbelief. For my lack of faith. I will receive my prayer language today. On the count of three, I'm going to say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. At that moment, flip the switch and begin to speak in your new prayer language. Lord, I thank you that right now the fire of the Holy Ghost is falling upon them. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving upon them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, you're renewing them. You're changing them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. Out of their belly. Out of their belly. Out of their belly. Out of their belly. In the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Right now, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Begin to speak it out of your belly. Speak it out of your belly. Speak it out of your belly. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Give voice to it. There it is. There it is. Give voice to it right there. Right there. Let it go. There it is. There it is, Dad. There it is, Dad. There it is, Dad. There it is. There it is. Out of your belly. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Speak it out. Right there, out of your belly. Karen, lay hands on her right quick. There it is. There it is. There it is. Speak it out. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Okay, mama. There it is, Lacey. Fire of the God. Fire of God, listen. Prayer language right there. I feel it. There it is. Speak it out. Give voice to it. Yep, yep, yep. More, Lord Jesus. From the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet, God. Lord, a man after your own heart. You're raising him up, God, to be different, to be solid, to be a light. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you're healing. You're restoring. Oh, Lord, you're wrapping him up. You're wrapping him up, Lord. You're going to keep him from things, Lord, that some young people will, will encounter. But, Lord, you, you're setting him aside in the name of Jesus. Speak it out. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Pray it out. Come on, our congregation. Come on, congregation. Come on, congregation. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, we're not going to be ashamed of it. Everybody, stand to your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Paul says, my spirit man prays. I'm speaking divine secrets to God. I'm praying for someone that's suicidal tonight that's making their way right now. That God's going to suck the breath out of them as they come into the water. Total despair and emptiness. 
And God in three seconds will fill them with the fire of God. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. Stay right there. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. All right, here we go. I know y'all pray in the Holy Ghost, but I like you've ever prayed before. Brand new dimension, God. A brand new dimension. No longer need to waste deep the God over our heads. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You're doing great. Keep it up. Don't stop. 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 God's hands on you. I said, God's hands on you. Don't you ever forget it. He's got you in a bubble. You love him. Love him with all your heart. Serving. Giving your entire life. All of you. You hear what I'm saying? All of you, lift your hands. Father, bless him. Thank you for him. Thank you for him, God. Oh, Baba, Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. You can start and stop at any moment. You hear me? You can start and stop at any moment. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Come on, just another two or three minutes. Come on, let's erupt. Come on, let's light the dynamite. Come on, church. From the front to the back, from side to side. All of you that are listening in Spanish, pray in your prayer language. All of you that are listening in Chinese right now, in Mandarin, Pray right now in your prayer language. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. He's not done. He's not done. Come on, another 60 seconds. Come on, saints. Come on, church. Come on. If you need prayer, if you need prayer, come on up here. Altar workers, I need some help. If you need prayer, come on right now. If you need prayer, come to the front. Let our guys and ladies pray for you right now. Put your lanyards on and let's pray. Come on. 
Man, there's faith. If you're sick in your body, come right now. If you're sick in your body, come right now. Fire of God. Fire of God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. We love you, God. If you need prayer, come right now. All right. As they're being ministered to at the altar, our team will be here as long as we need to. Five o'clock prayer tonight. Now watch this. Now listen. At five o'clock, we're going to open up the doors. And what we've been doing over the last month or so, we gathered here at the front right at five o'clock. And we're praying out loud, aggressively, in tongues. Y'all know it's been more contemplative prayer. We come in and sit. About a month and a, well, two months ago now, we come and we're right here. We're gathering. We're going after it for about 15 minutes loudly. Okay? We do that. That's what's going to happen tonight. Don't miss it. Get here early. Get in the fire. I'm telling you, the fire starting right here. Right here. And then it's going to spill all during the service. The Lord's given me a word for, um, for tonight. I want you to come and be a part of that. And uh, just so, show your um, prayer support. We'll see you at 5 o'clock, okay? We love you. Thank you for being at Christ Fellowship this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. With you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stay at the altar if you want to. If you need prayer, come down. Our team is here to minister to you. We'll see you today at 5 o'clock. We love you. Hallelujah.